Welcome to Truly Legendary, a beginner's guide to legendary mythical creatures. I'm your host, TJ. And I'm Jessica. And in this episode, we're going to cover a monster who rose to fame all across the United States in just a 13-month span of time. Its story ranges from a simple cryptid to an omen of terrible events, all the way to the extraterrestrial. It even inspired a book and a movie about the events surrounding its sudden appearance and even more sudden disappearance. This is the legend of the Mothman. So the Mothman legend has a lot of extra stuff that goes along with it. It's not just the creature. There's a lot of things that go into it that a lot of people saw in this 13 months. So what we've decided to do is to take the Mothman legend and break it down into three parts. The first part's just going to be the Mothman, the sightings from November of 1966 through December of 1967. Next week, we're going to do other sightings of the Mothman throughout time. And then the final week is going to be a little bit of everything. All the things that happened in this small town of West Virginia that go along with the Mothman, but maybe not necessarily what you think about when you think of the Mothman. So this will be three parts, and there's a lot of information here, and it's going to seem like we're jumping around a lot, but I promise you it's worth it. It's November 12th, 1966, and five gravediggers are just outside the town of Clendenning, West Virginia. And they're out there doing their job. They're getting a grave ready. And a few of them are actually in the grave, and a few more are outside of it moving dirt. Whenever one of them notices something odd up in a tree, they get to looking around, and they realize that this massive creature is looking at them. And the thing that caught their attention the most are these glaring red eyes. Then they describe them to look like bicycle reflectors. Just huge and very, very bright. That's weird. Bicycle reflectors? Yes. They said they're looking up at this thing and they start to get scared. And next thing they know is it spreads wings and starts to fly towards them. And, of course, they're terrified, so they hit the dirt, and this thing swoops over their head and flies off into the night. And this is the first recorded sighting of the Mothman. Mothman. Yes. Woo! Yes. And I'm going to do that all the time. Yes. I don't know why I instantly go to DuckTales. I, <laughs> I just do. <laughs> but that's the very first sighting of the Mothman, and that's Glendenning's about 70 miles south of the town that had the most sightings and what's known for the Mothman, which is Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which is just over the Ohio River uh, into West Virginia from Ohio. So the very next night, which was November the 13th, 1966, in Point Pleasant, 1096th Engineering Battalion, a guard on duty who was just out doing his job, just 
and guard at the... On patrol. Yes, he's on patrol. <laughs> yes. He's out looking around, and he spots what he described as a man-sized bird in a tree looking down on him. And he said he stared at it for what felt like five minutes. It's a long time to stare at something. Well, Especially if you don't know what it is. And that's the thing. He was trying to figure out what it was. Yeah, but for five minutes, I'm sure at, at some point I'd be like, eh, it's nothing, and just keep going. Well, this thing was moving, so it wasn't like he was he was uh, looking at a rock or something like that. Oh. He was looking at a moving, living creature. It was moving. That's and again, ridiculous. the description was a very large, man-sized bird with large, glowing red eyes. Again, with the bicycle deflector, the mm-hmm. bicycle reflector type eyes, to where it just looked like this red beam was glowing out. So he starts staring at it, and a few minutes pass. And he says, all right, I got to go get somebody else to look at this thing because I, I don't know what's going on. So he goes, he grabs somebody, and he comes back, and this thing was just gone. Just it, They don't know what happened to it. It disappeared. It just disappeared into the night. So the next night after that, which is November the 14th, and you're going to notice these are just days after days after days of sightings. Within 13 months, there's over 100 people that come forward with sightings. But on number, November 14th, 1966, in Salem, West Virginia, which is only about 30 miles south of Point Pleasant. Okay, hold on. Is this the same Salem as in, like, the witch trials or no? No. Okay. No, not the Off same. Sa- no, not the same. That's Salem, Massachusetts. But no. So, Salem, West Virginia, a man by the name of Newell Partridge was at home watching TV. When all of a sudden his hunting dog, which was a full-grown German Shepherd, started going nuts on the back porch. Okay. Just started losing its mind on the back porch. Of course, this is out in the middle of the woods. Guy doesn't pay any attention to it. Uh, It's not uncommon for the dog to get excited over something. So he's sitting there watching TV, trying to ignore the dog. And all of a sudden his TV cuts out. Just goes black. His lights start to flicker. Lights balance back out. And the TV comes back on with white noise. I hate that sound. Yeah, it wasn't just the white noise, though. There was some beeping within it. So it wasn't just... He, he described it as like a loud whining noise coming from the TV. And when this happened, the dog just lost it dog's name was bandit by the way bandit and bandit was just losing and just like losing his mind so this just made the guy very nervous made him just he didn't know what was going on so what he decided to do is go outside and check see what was going on outside so he grabbed a flashlight and he walked out on the back porch with bandit and he started looking around and he had a shed about 150 yards away from his house so he did what anybody would do searching the woods he grabbed his flashlight looked around did he have his shotgun no he (laughs) did not have his gun so he's looking around and all of a sudden his flashlight hits two gigantic red red eyes again and he described this massive man-like creature 
just sitting on top of his shed about 150 yards away and again this is a hunter this is somebody who knows the area he knows the animals that are around and he had no idea what this thing was and he should be able to recognize any creature around but he didn't recognize it i mean yeah if you're going out and you're one with the nature um you would be able to yeah i mean you could imagine that someone like that would at least be able to sit at least have a guess exactly what it could have been and he had no clue he had no clue what it was and again he described it as a massive man-like creature with two gigantic red eyes and it was just sitting on a shed so bandit being a good hunting dog took off took off after this thing as soon as he saw the red eyes knew there was something there he was gone so newell went back inside to grab his gun should have grabbed it first well he grabbed it second but this overwhelming fear came over top of him when he went in to get his gun and he froze he was so petrified of whatever it was out there that he decided to stay inside and let the puppy fend for himself yes again this is a german shepherd this is a massive dog I know, but he did. He left the dog outside, and he stayed in the house, which where he did not sleep. He was not able to do anything. Uh, next morning, daylight broke, and he said, okay, I got to go out and figure out what happened to the dog. So he did. He, again, took his shotgun, and he... Glad he grabbed it this time. Yes, he did. He grabbed his shotgun, and he went, and he started looking. Um, luckily, it had just rained, so there was mud and very easy to track and again this is a hunter this is somebody who is a good tracker he knows what he's doing so he finds bandits tracks and he follows him down to the shed where the looked like he was circling the shed like he had just treed something the weird thing is the tracks were just around it and around it around it and then they were gone there was no tracks of bandit leaving it was just the single trail going to the shed i don't like that so it looked like he had just been picked up and taken and was gone gone forever never to be seen again no and that's the thing no trace was ever found of bandit the very next night, again with the next night, and this is actually taking place in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, Steve and Mary Millette and Roger and Linda Scarberry decided to go out driving in an area around Point Pleasant known as the TNT area. And what this area was, and during World War II, Point Pleasant actually had a ammunitions plant where they would store and make ammunition for the military. Since World War II, it had been closed down, and it was just a big, massive field of what they called igloos, which were concrete cylinders that were had been buried. And the reason they did that is if something was to blow up or mess up in one of those, they didn't want to destroy everything around it, so they just kept them in these concrete cylinders underground. Okay. So they decided to go out for a drive, and they ended up around the TNT area. They're just driving around, doing circles, and doing whatever you do in 
November of 1966, just out gallivanting. So Mary, in the back of the car, starts to look around and she sees. Can you take a guess? Mothman. Woo! Two massive red eyes from a distance. And that's a very common theme with the Mothman. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm... You're catching on. Yep. <laughs> so she sees these two massive glow... And she doesn't describe them as eyes at first. She says there's just two giant red lights just out in, out in the TNT area. So they turn the car and they decide to face the headlights toward them to see what it is. Okay, so the lights aren't like reflections, like like a light's hitting it, and it's no. not what it seems to be. No, and that's the thing is, and we'll get into this a little bit more here in the next couple weeks, it doesn't seem like it is reflecting light. It seems like it's creating light. And there's a lot of different theories into why, but we'll get into those here in the next couple weeks. Okay. So they turn the headlights and try to face this thing to where they can see what it is. And they turn and they point the headlights towards it. And they see this massive man-sized creature just sitting on top of one of these igloos. And they're terrified immediately. They describe it as probably about six and a half, seven foot tall. Weighing about 350 pounds with very skinny legs, but they look human. They look like human legs. And they said it had a 10-foot wingspan whenever it spread its wings, which is just massive. That's very big, yes. They said that it had the giant glowing red eyes, and they said it seemed like it didn't have a neck. Like its head sat directly on its shoulders. Like um um like bodybuilders. Yes, very, <laughs> yeah, similar to what you would think a bodybuilder would look like. So they point at this thing, and it spooks it. But the weird part is, it decided to it decided to take flight, but it didn't flap its wings. They're watching it, and they said it lifts off the ground without flapping its wings. And makes a beeline towards them. So it, it, it floats? Levitates, floats, however you want to describe it. It didn't need its wings to actually fly. So this thing makes a beeline for their car, and they're petrified. They're scared to death, so they just floor it. They take off as fast as they can, driving away as quickly as possible. So they get onto the highway, and they start just hauling butt back to town and they're all looking around and they see this thing following them again not flapping its wings that's just just so weird it's just gliding what looks like gliding i was gonna say you can't glide unless you're uh, okay continue so it's gliding and following them and they say they reach speeds up to 100 miles an hour and this thing is keeping up no problem no problem at all. So, question. Yes. Okay, so I know you said it's the 1960s. Were cars going that fast by then? Yes. I genuinely don't know. Yes. Okay. It's very, at this time, I've, I saw a couple different versions of the car they were driving. But, yes, it was very – it wasn't necessarily the easiest thing in the world for most cars. 
but yes, this this all the descriptions I found, yes, their car could easily hit 100 miles an hour. Okay. So this thing was trying not very hard to keep up. It kept up without any kind of flapping, without frantically trying to keep up. It just flew right along with them until they hit the town, until they hit Point Pleasant. Whenever they hit the lights of town, this thing vanished. Nowhere to be seen. They went straight to the police station. And they described what they saw to the sheriff. And he actually believed them. Because he said they're good kids. He said they never got in any kind of trouble. They were very believable. And they were terrified. So has the other sightings been... Which you know you said it was like the first recorded sighting, but... Were they going to, like, the police stations? Initially, no. And we'll get into that here in just a few minutes. But initially, no, they weren't. But this was the first one that got publicity. This is the very first one. So the police actually believed them. And one thing I forgot to mention, when they were, they were on their way out to the igloos, they had noticed that there was a dog on the side of the road. A dead dog on Aww. the side of the road. Um they didn't describe what it was, what kind it was. They just, it's one just of them noticed a dead dog. Happens to be very um, convenient, convenient, yes. So, poor puppy. They were on their way back to the igloos after they had gotten the police so they could take a look around and see what was going on. And the dog on the side of the road was gone. Not, not really it. pointing fingers or saying it's just very strange, a very odd coincidence that there was a dead dog and now it's gone. So the police actually believe them, and of course, the press was called, and this story got out there, and this is what really caught fire for the Mothman. And the way Mothman got his name was there was a local newspaper writer who coined the name Mothman, and he was inspired by an extremely popular TV show in the 1960s. Any guess at what it was? I, you're, no, not at all. <laughs> Batman. Oh! He was coined after one of the villains from Batman named Killer Moth. And they created the name Mothman, and it stuck. So after this sighting hit the papers, there was a ton of people starting to come forward in the next year where they had saw this thing. And that's what inspired these other people to come forward and say, hey, I saw this thing and this is what happened. Then that's when you go back to the night, or I'm sorry, to the November 12th sighting, November 13th with the National Guardsmen, uh, with Newell Partridge and Bandit when that story comes forward. And then we get to November 16th, which is the next day right after uh, the Millets and the Scarberries saw this creature out in the TNT area. And this is probably the most terrifying story that I heard about the Mothman. A woman by the name of Marcella Bennett was on her way to her brother's house who lived just outside the TNT area. And the thing that confused me, and I had to look, actually look this up on Google Maps, there were actually quite a few houses surrounding the TNT area. It just doesn't seem safe. Well, it I makes know. sense because it was shut down right after World War II 
and people started building houses right after World War II. Gotcha. So it, it makes a little bit more sense, but at the time it kind of confused me. But Marcella Bennett's brother's house was just outside the TNT area. So she was on her way there to visit him with her three-year-old daughter. And they pull in and get out. And she is actually carrying her daughter in because she fell asleep in the car when she noticed something out of the corner of her eye step out from the woods. She looked over at it, and she noticed these gigantic red eyes. Once again, with the eyes. It is. And that's the. it's a very, very dominant feature with the Mothman. So she realizes that it's this massive creature that just stepped out of the woods. She described it to look like a giant man-sized bird. Again, the description is very, very consistent. It's either a huge man with wings or a man-sized bird, one or the other. And it's very easy to, to confuse the two when you're looking at something you don't understand what it is. So in fear, she actually collapses. She falls on the ground on top of her three-year-old daughter. Oh, no! And she is pet, literally petrified. She can't move. She's that scared. And this thing starts walking towards her. Yeah, no. <laughs> this thing is literally coming towards her. It's not moving quickly. It's just meandering towards her. Meandering. So <laughs> it takes her a few seconds to get her wits about her. And she finally stumbles to her feet. And this thing's still coming. She picks her daughter up, who is not injured. Thank God she's not hurt. Yeah. Probably awake now. Yeah. <laughs> so she climbs the stairs to the porch, gets in the house with her brother, and they lock the door. They are cowering in this house when they hear footsteps on the porch. Ugh, God, no. I don't like this one. <laughs> <laughs> so they start to hide. And they're watching out the windows, and they see it peeking in the windows. Ugh, it my, is my stomach watching just dropped. Why? It is watching them. And it stays on their porch for five, ten minutes while they're just sitting there just waiting. My stomach is dropping while you're telling me this. I don't like this. And it just it's just hanging out, just doing the Mothman thing. We live by a near, like, nearby woods, and I'm just imagining, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> What's that uh, TikTok thing? No, 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 no. I yeah. can't remember what it is now. So eventually this thing leaves. They have already called the police. And the police show up. And again, this is another reported sighting of this thing. A creepy reported sighting. Yes. And this is that, that's like I said, this is the most, this is the terrifying story. Ugh. So after this, there, there are just so many people that see this thing over the next year. Um, all the way through to December 15th, 1967. And this is where things start to get a little ominous. So this thing's hanging out in this town for a year, a little over a year, 13 months. And again, over 100 people have uh, different people. This is not 100 people seeing it, including like, oh, 10 people saw it here. This is 100 different sightings of this thing over a year. So that's average for one just 
every few days, every three or four days, somebody is seeing this thing. And when it starts off here, we see days back to back to back to back. One thing that does pop up over the year is a lot of people that see it, they see these red eyes, and a lot of them say they make contact with them. What do you mean make contact? Make eye contact with them. Oh, okay. So they make eye contact with this thing, and a lot of them end up with what's called an arc burn on their eyes, where it's like a flash burn, and it's very consistent. It's not all of them, but it's called conjunctivitis, which is a form of pink eye. I was going to say, that's pink eye. It's a form of pink eye from an exposure to a special type of light, which is produced from like welding and um, acetylene torches, things like that. Okay. So a lot of these people are seeing this thing and coming down with this pink eye, is what a lot of people knew it as. Yeah. So a lot of people were claiming that the eyes were causing it because of some kind of radiation or some kind of otherworldly power which completely terrified people again this is a monster that's just showing up and hey now you've got pink eye <laughs> um i guess there's worse ways of getting pink eye exactly the, the there's pink. way worse to get pink eye one last thing to note before we get into the last little story here is there were a lot of people that claimed to be quote-unquote attacked by this thing where it would swoop at them or come after them, but nobody ever claimed to actually be hurt by this thing. It never got close enough to actually do any kind of damage. I know we had the story about it chasing a car. We had the story about it going after uh, Marcella Bennett and her daughter, but no one Ooh. ever actually got hurt by this thing. It never actually touched anybody or made contact with anybody. So we get into this last story. On December 15th, 1967, it's the area directly north of Point Pleasant. There's a bridge that connects West Virginia to Ohio. It's named the Silver Bridge. And this day, it was around 5 p.m. in the afternoon. And it was rush hour. People coming into West Virginia from Ohio, heading home from work. People heading to Ohio from West Virginia for work. And the bridge was full. It had just as many cars as could be on it was on it. Just like any anybody who's driven on down the interstate during rush hour yeah, knows, how, knows how congested it can be. So... Bridge full of cars. And all of a sudden, the bridge gives way. It collapses. That's unfortunate. Yes. 47 people died. That's really unfortunate. 65 people were injured. All in this one accident. The last Mothman sighting was the night before. After this... Mothman all but disappeared. Okay, but, um, hold on, not but. So what is the correlation between Mothman and the bridge collapsing? Is there one? 
Not necessarily. There were people to, that claimed to see Mothman around the bridge. But again, it was on top of the bridge. And where the bridge fell was underneath. The correlation that a lot of people are making is the fact that it can be ominous for this thing to show up. That something bad is going to happen. And we'll get into a lot more of that next week. Because okay. this is not the first time that this has happened. There's actually been quite a few sightings of a man-sized bird or a man with wings showing up to warn people about something that was going to happen. So a lot of people believe that Mothman was around to warn people in the area that something bad was going to happen and a lot of people described Mothman when they saw him as not necessarily threatening but very sad very depressed type of creature and we all have been around somebody who we know is upset or is sad and we can kind of feel it and that was the feeling that a lot of people got from this creature that it wasn't necessarily dangerous, it wasn't necessarily going to hurt anybody, but it was still sad and upset and just just trying to tell people, hey, don't don't be here tomorrow or right, and that's that's what a lot of people believe that it was there, and you still have a few Mothman sightings that pop up, but not like this. They this was over a hundred different sightings within a year. Since then, they've been all but vanished. In 2012, you had a man come forward with pictures, which have all but been debunked. Um, they don't... I, I've looked at them. I don't find them very convincing. Um, I'll put them up on our Facebook page and our Twitter page. If you haven't followed us on there, you can check them out. But uh, also, as we're closing this, and next week we're going to get into other sightings of the mothman throughout time but i got a lot of information for this from a book by john a keel called the mothman prophecy it is a fantastic book and it goes really really in depth of all the things that surround the mothman over this 13 months and even a little bit more than that actually but um it's a great read so again we want to thank everybody if you have any questions or anything you can hit us up on facebook uh, or twitter our facebook is truly legendary podcast and our twitter is true legend pod so you can check us out there and if you would please help us out a lot give us a five-star review and let us know how we're doing uh, if you have any suggestions or anything like that for future shows you want us to cover Hit us up. We're more than willing to do some research and get into some of that other stuff. But uh, next week, we will cover other sightings of the Mothman. And then the following week, we're going to get into everything else that involves the Mothman. And just a teaser, it involves UFOs. It involves extraterrestrials. It involves other dimensions. There's all kinds of stuff and theories thrown out there for the mothman so again if you haven't followed us on our social 
give us a like and follow on there and give us some reviews. Until next week, we'll talk to you then. Bye.